No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where God gives instructions to Moses about which offerings were acceptable and which were unacceptable. This makes us think twice about what we offer to God. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Leviticus chapter 22 on Simply the Bible. How does it make you feel to know that you were created to know and worship God? Some people love that. Other people, they don't really like it. But the reality is there's nothing you can do about it. It's just a fact of life. Jesus said that God is seeking worshipers, the kind who will worship him in spirit and in truth. In other words, we must worship him in the realm of the spirit and in the way that he prescribes with a sincere heart. The only way that we can really do that is through revelation. God has to reveal to us who he is and how he wants to be worshipped. And it is then up to us to choose whether we're going to worship him that way or not. The truly tragic thing is that there will be many people on the day of judgment who thought they were doing things for God, but they never really knew God. Jesus talks about this in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7, 21, where he said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, we understand that the way we worship God is paramount, lest when we stand before Christ, he would declare to us, I never knew you. Now, in Leviticus chapter 22, the Lord is dealing with acceptable and unacceptable offerings of worship. We pick it up in Leviticus twenty-two seventeen. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, and to all the children of Israel, and say to them, Whatever man of the house of Israel, or of the strangers in Israel, who offers his sacrifice for any of his vows, or for any of his freewill offerings, which they offer to the Lord as a burnt offering, you shall offer of your own free will a male without blemish, from the cattle, from the sheep, or from the goats. The first thing that we see here about acceptable offerings is that they must come from a free will. God never wants our giving to be coerced. This is the problem I have with some people that I've seen on television or heard on the radio that are pressuring people to give. God never wants people to be pressured to give. The Apostle Paul sums it up well in 2 Corinthians 9, 7. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Personally, I believe it's a privilege to give to God. It's a way that we can take what we earn in this life 
and put it to use for eternal things. It's a blessing to be able to give. And you can't outgive God. Second, we see that acceptable offerings cost us something. When Jesus was standing in the temple with his disciples, watching the rich people give to the Lord, he also saw a poor widow put in two mites, which were the smallest Jewish coins. He said, Truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all, for all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God, but she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. Therefore, we see that God measures a gift not by how much we give, but by how much it costs us. David expressed this sentiment when he said, I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God that cost me nothing. Third, we see that an acceptable offering must be our best. God would not accept blemished sacrifices. In fact, he got very specific about this in Malachi 1.8. When you bring blind animals for sacrifice, is that not wrong? When you sacrifice crippled or diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Our church will be 24 years old this May. During that time, many people have donated many things, including their time and money. I have seen most of our people give their best to the Lord. In fact, it blows me away sometimes how much they get into giving. I'm proud of them. But we've also received some pretty shabby donations, not shabby cheek, just shabby. It seems that with some people, when they don't want something anymore and they can't sell it, then they decide that they'll give it to the church. I would actually rather that they just put it up on Craigslist for free pickup. The sad thing is that they are giving God blemished sacrifices. Under the law, God wouldn't accept such defective offerings. He wanted the best that they had to offer. Verse 20. Whatever has a defect, you shall not offer, for it shall not be acceptable on your behalf. And whoever offers a sacrifice of a peace offering to the Lord to fulfill his vow or a freewill offering from the cattle or the sheep, it must be perfect to be accepted. There shall be no defect in it. Those who are blind or broken or maimed or have an ulcer or eczema or scabs, you shall not offer to the Lord nor make an offering by fire of them on the altar to the Lord. Either a bull or a lamb that has a limb too long or too short, you may offer as a freewill offering. But for a vow, it shall not be accepted. You shall not offer to the Lord what is bruised or crushed or torn or cut, nor shall you make any offering of them in your land, nor from a foreigner's hand, shall you offer any of these as the bread of your God because their corruption is in them and defects are in them. They shall not be accepted on your behalf. Here God deals with the offerings that would not be accepted. I can think of nothing worse than to present God with something only to have him reject it. 
I think of when Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to God and Abel brought an offering of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And you'll recall that the Lord accepted Abel and his offering, but he did not accept Cain and his offering. The offerings God accepts are those that are according to his revealed will that come from a pure heart of faith. If we think that we will impress God with the work of our hands, but we have no regard for his word, then we will find that our offering is not accepted. The Lord also mentions that they were not to offer anything from a foreigner's hand. This was to be something that came from them. And the foreigner would be outside of God's covenant with Israel, would not know what to offer and would offer defective sacrifices. Under the old covenant, a Gentile who wanted to worship God had to first become a Jew, which meant being circumcised. Now, the traditional church has been guilty of accepting donations from irreputable sources, but the scripture says in Proverbs 21, 27, the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. How much more when he brings it with wicked intent? Under the new covenant, our offerings of time, talent, and treasure are only acceptable after we have first been justified by faith in Jesus Christ. No one earns their way to heaven. You can't give enough to get in. <laughs> it's only by grace that we are saved through faith. Verse 26, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When a bull or a sheep or a goat is born, it shall be seven days with its mother, and from the eighth day and thereafter it shall be accepted as an offering made by fire to the Lord. Whether it is a cow or a ewe, do not kill both her and her young on the same day. And when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord, offer it of your own free will. On the same day it shall be eaten. You shall leave none of it until morning. I am the Lord. This reveals God's concern with the animal kingdom. After all, they are his creation, and his heart is tender toward all his creatures. Jesus told us that not even a sparrow falls to the ground apart from our Heavenly Father taking notice. Therefore, after a clean animal was born, they were to wait seven days before offering it as a sacrifice. Perhaps this was to allow the mother time to bond with her offspring. But they weren't to sacrifice both the mother and her young on the same day. Later in Deuteronomy, Moses would add to this that if they found a bird with a nest of eggs, they could take the eggs and eat them, but they were to let the bird go free. God also says here that the peace offering of thanksgiving was to be eaten on the same day that it was offered. Verse 31, Therefore you shall keep my commandments and perform them. I am the Lord. You shall not profane my holy name. But I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctifies you, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. This is a beautiful conclusion to everything that God said in Leviticus 22. God is the Lord, Yahweh, the eternal existing one and creator of all things. 
Therefore, he has the right to make the rules for us to follow. But the Bible tells us that his commandments are not burdensome. And Jesus says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. We could profane or defile the holy name of the Lord by offering unacceptable or blemished sacrifices or worshiping him in a manner that he has not prescribed. God has revealed in his word what we must do to please him. But are we listening? God is seeking worshipers. His eyes search throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are loyal to him. He seeks those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Acceptable worship is within the reach of any willing heart who will trust in Jesus Christ for their salvation and not in their own works of righteousness. This is the worship that God accepts and the worshiper that he seeks. He is the one who sanctifies us so that we may bring forth offerings that are acceptable to him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. They'd really love to hear from you. You can also text them at 208-314-3377 with your questions or comments. Next week, we'll look at the Lord's holy feasts that occur in the first part of the year, Passover, Feast of Fruits, and Feast of Weeks. They all find their fulfillment in Christ. We hope you'll join us as we continue through Leviticus on Simply the Bible.